Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open the Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is May 24th, and our reading comes from John chapter 13. I want to read two important verses. First, verse 34 says this, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And then in chapter 14, verse 12, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Now, that last verse, verse 12, has caused a little bit of controversy through the years. What exactly does Jesus mean when he says that we're going to do greater works than he did? I mean, that's a pretty high standard, right? I mean, Jesus rose from the dead and he raised others out of the grave. Jesus walked on water. Jesus fed 5,000 men and their families with a bagged lunch, right? Jesus did some incredible things that no other man has ever done. So what does Jesus mean when he says greater works than these Will you do because I'm going to the Father? Well, when Jesus went to the Father, what did he do? He sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon the church. And the first fruit that Paul in Galatians 5.22, when he says, this is the fruit of the Spirit, the first in the list is love. So I think there's a connection between what he's saying in chapters 13 with what he says in chapter 14. In chapter 13, you remember he said, I'm giving you this new commandment, love each other, and it's your love for each other that will tell the world, you are my disciples. So what is the greater work that we are going to do? Well, filled with the Spirit, we're going to love our world. And I'm just convinced, man, just like you, I love when God breaks through and we see a miracle, something that's unexplainable, God healing a person's body or God doing something that It's just undeniable. God has broken the natural laws. This is a legitimate miracle. God has done something amazing. And we all love to see that. But I'm just convinced the greater work is for us to love our world. And Jesus said, when we do this, they'll know that we are his disciples, his followers. Now, why would love be a greater work? Well, I began thinking about that this morning, and I made a list of what love does in a person's life. So here's my list. Number one, love heals our pain. Love heals our pain. When we have been hurt and we are able to share our hurt, our pain, with a person who then loves us, it's their love that heals our pain. Because what the devil does when we're hurt is he tries to use our 
hurt, to shame us into hiding, to separate us from people. And then that pain never heals. See, our pain says to us, you're not worthy. No one wants you. And if you are vulnerable, if you open your heart again, you're going to be hurt again. But love, what love does is love comes into our pain and heals the wound. And then secondly, love destroys the shame. Because when we are loved by somebody else, we realize there's no need to hide. This person knows me and loves me. One of the things we've talked about recently is this idea. The greatest experience in the world is to be completely known and loved. The greatest experience in the world is to have a friend or a spouse or somebody that is close to you who knows everything about you. They know the good and the bad, right? And yet they love you. They love you in your imperfection. And that destroys shame in our life. There's no need to hide anymore because I am loved by this person despite my imperfection. And man, when we give that to our world, it brings healing and it destroys shame and brings people out of hiding, which here's the third thing. That means love destroys hypocrisy. Right, our hypocrisy is caused by our shame. Hypocrisy is when we pretend to be somebody publicly in front of others that we know we aren't in our heart. We're faking it. We're putting up a front, right? We're putting up a facade. We're trying to trick people into thinking we're better than we are. That's hypocrisy. But love destroys hypocrisy. Why? Because it destroys shame. And shame is what causes us to hide and to fake it. But when we're loved and our shame is destroyed, our hypocrisy is eliminated. See, the key to overcoming hypocrisy is not perfection. It's just honesty. It's authenticity. It's living with integrity. It's being open and vulnerable and transparent. And love gives us space, emotional space to live that way. And so hypocrisy goes away, which is important because if we're living in hypocrisy, we never change, which means this. Listen, love produces change. See, when we are loved, we don't have to fake it anymore. Now we can actually grow and heal and change. But hypocrisy keeps us from changing because hypocrisy, when we're faking it, then our Wounds are not healed because nobody knows about our wounds. And so we're not sure they would love us if they did. And our shame pushes us into hiding. And our hiding causes us to be hypocrites. And our hypocrisy actually prevents us from change. So love produces change. I love that. Love also increases our security. Man, which is so important. One of the things I love when I've gotten to watch my children through the years grow and mature, I have two now that are adults, which is hard to believe. But one of the things that I just love about my children, you know, the the truth is I've not been a perfect parent. We have certainly made our share of mistakes. And if you would examine our parenting strategy for the last 20-odd years, the truth is our parenting strategy is not 
unusually complicated or or intentional. The thing that we've really done, though, well, is that we've loved and encouraged our kids. Our kids know we are in their corner. We are for them. And the thing that's so beautiful is it has produced so much security in their life, which has helped them tremendously. When we are love, it destroys our insecurities. And again, which is so, so important. So many people are bound up by their insecurities and fear. And you know what love does? It sets us free. Love reproduces itself. I love that. In Galatians 5.22, Paul says, the fruit of the Spirit is love. And one of the things that's true about all fruit is fruit contains a seed that reproduces and multiplies that fruit. And the same thing is true for, for love. When we sow love into the hearts of other people, guess what? Love begins to grow and multiply in their life. They're able to sow that love into multiple other people, right? And the love is growing. So I just love that. In fact, this is, you see this over and over again in 1 John, especially 1 John chapter 4. John says, because we've been loved, because God loved us, man, let's love each other. In other words, his love is being reproduced in us so that we can sow it in others. And when we do, that love is reproduced in the lives of others. So I love that. Another thing is that love creates family. Love creates family. The foundation of every healthy family is love. And love creates that. Love creates family. That's true in your biological family. Love creates family in a church context. Love can create family even in a community context, maybe with your neighbors. Man, you can certainly love your neighbors and really have a sense of community there. That can happen at work. You know, I've been working with some of the people here on staff for years and years and years, and I love them. They are family to me, right? Well, love creates that family. And the truth is we are made for that connection. One of the most unfortunate things that's happening today is unfortunately we're trying to get from technology what you can only get in relationship. Technology, no matter what it may do to serve your needs, it can't ever love you. Only another person can do that. And so love creates that community, that connection that we are created for and we long for. Here's another thing. Love is a powerful witness. Love's a powerful witness. The secret to evangelism, the secret to sharing our faith is actually loving people. And so many times, one of the mistakes I think the church in America has had is we've been far more concerned about being right than we've been about loving. And here's what Jesus says in this passage. If you want the world to know that you're my followers, you need to love each other. And in the last couple of years, one of the things that was so unfortunate in churches all over America is churches got divided over racial disagreements, over political disagreements, over COVID disagreements. And that's ridiculous. We got to love each other. And when we love each other well, the world looks at that and says, man, there's something different and special about them. They have something I want. Because listen, the whole world wants to be loved. Here's another thing, is that love stabilizes culture. 
Again, when you think about what we're going through right now as a nation and all of the instability out there, love changes that. See, when I love people, I can disagree with them about points. And yet our relationship is secure and safe and respectful and honoring. And we're trying to work together despite our disagreements to make a better place, right? So love actually is a stabilizing influence on culture. Here's another thing, is that love lifts the suffering. Love causes us to look at our culture and to see those who are hurting. And rather than turning a blind eye to their suffering and only considering ourselves, love says, man, we got to do something. We've got to help. We got to pick them up. And I don't know about you, but I'm so glad people did that for me in my life. You know, growing up with a single mom and and not having much and, and really struggling in a lot of ways, man, throughout my journey, there were people that looked at me and barely knew me, but decided to love me, to help pick me up. Let's do that for other people. Here's another thing that love does. Love defends justice. And the truth is, love is offended by injustice. And again, sometimes we have a tendency to turn a blind eye to injustice as long as the injustice doesn't affect me personally. And we got to be real careful about that. The truth is, injustice anywhere affects all of us. And when we see injustice, love compels us to speak and to act against injustice. And then finally, is love is produced by the Spirit. Here's the thing I love so much. This is so good. Is that when I've just gone through that list, that's a big list, right? And if you're like me, it's easy to feel like, man, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to measure up. I'm not sure I can love that way. I'm not sure I can do all of that. You can't. But love is the fruit of the Spirit. In fact, listen to this. Love produces joy. Love produces peace. Love empowers us to be patient and kind and gentle and self-control, right? The fruit of the Spirit is love. And when love is present, it produces in your heart joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. But this is the fruit of the Spirit, which brings us back to our mission as a church. Our mission is to help you be with Jesus So you can become like Jesus, and then you can do what Jesus did. That's what Jesus is describing in this passage. This is how the world's going to know. This is the greater work. Listen, I love a miracle, but one of the things you see throughout the gospel is a miracle happens, and they want to kill Jesus. But when we love people, it produces a different response, right? And love is the fruit of the Spirit. So as I'm spending time with Jesus, the Spirit of God is producing love in my heart for my world. And as that happens, and our love produces healing and destroys shame 
and eliminates hypocrisy and produces joy, peace, the fruit of the Spirit, as it increases security, as it reproduces, as it inspires change, as it creates family, as it produces a witness, as it stabilizes culture, as it lifts the suffering, as it stands for justice, as all of this has happened, and man, that's a great work. And the world knows because of our love, there's something unique about us. We are the followers of Jesus, the family of God. Listen to me. Love never fails. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for loving us so well. God, everything we've talked about today, you've produced in our hearts and lives. God, grow the love. We're so grateful that it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not something we have to work up. It's not something we have to fake. God, as we spend time with you, produce your love. Grow, increase your love in our hearts for our world. God, I pray that in the years to come, we know that's the greater work. That the world would see and know us by our love, that we are your children. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for staying with me today. I know it was a little longer, but man, what a great word about the love God is producing in your heart. Well, thanks again. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.